Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot breath Verse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros, I'm your host, comedian Joel Byers, and our mission is to cultivate the next generation of self-made comics. And our guest today is a fan of the podcast who has taken what he's learned and built his own viral social media following where he is now selling out theaters. So you're gonna learn a lot, not only about that early comedy hustle grind, how to found stage time, but also how to find your voice on social media and build a loyal fan base that's going to help you start selling out those venues that you aspire to. So all we ask in return for this amazing content is that you share it with your fellow comedians, with comedy fans that you know enjoy learning about comedy. Share it forward. Don't keep this show a secret. And if you want to learn more about how you can level up your own comedy game, we do have workshops and classes to help you level up in your own ways. But now, without further ado, there's only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with Tamua Tuye. I hope I said that right. So here we go. Hot breath averse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and my heart is smiling today because I've interviewed over 400 comedians, and I get contacted daily from comedians, like either just saying how much I love the show or asking for advice. This comic today, I, I went back and checked the DMs. He, con he connected with me in February of 2020 when he was working on a podcast. Since then... He has now gone viral. He just sold out the Blaisdell Center in Hawaii. 2,100 people capacity. That's over 6,000 people that this cat, only five years into the comedy game, has sold out, and he's just getting started. So please welcome to the stage, Tamua. Hold on. Hold on. I wrote, hold on. I wrote this down. <laughs> I didn't want to be the colonizer who mispronounced. Yeah, I just changed. They just say my first name, so you don't have to say the last tu, name if you don't tu want Inea, to. correct? Tuine. Tuine. Oh, dude. Yeah. A couple of the uh, interviews I researched you on, they mispronounced it, I'll say. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they, they just, <laughs> Tumu is just my, my one one name person. But thank yeah, thank you for having me, Joel. I'm sorry, man. Like the one thing <laughs> I want to do is get your name right. And then now I look well, like you got it right. Devil. Just Tumu is the best. That. People mispronounce that too, but you got it right. Okay. 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 Well, all right. Well, well, welcome to the Hot Breathverse, my friend. It's so great to uh, meet you virtually. I know we've been in contact. We even talked about it one time. I think this was pre-pandemic about like mm -hmm. me making a trip out to Hawaii and doing some shows, yeah. which we're still. We have a do. lot of a lot of venues. I mean, the Blue Note is a perfect club. You know, a lot of mainland comics come here and perform there, and just let me know. I mean, we can put something together. I feel like that may have been. Because, you know, I've been I've been keeping up with you like since you DM'd me and I was like, oh, this cat's onto something. I think you sold out the blue note mm -hmm. and uh, and then it's just grown from there. But I, I have seen your progression from like doing local shows, doing social media to now selling out twenty one hundred people, dude, five years into comedy, the power of social media. This is the few like you're you're a prime example of. Like, I hate to say it for the purist out there. And I'll say, I've been a comedian 12 years. So even when I started, social media wasn't around. This new mm -hmm. wave of how to pursue comedy, and I've interviewed all the top like managers and agents and bookers, and they're all saying the game is now social media. And yeah. you've you've tapped into it, man. So so congratulations to you and um Thank you. Please give it give a little context here as uh, we're welcoming people in. We already have some people asking questions, but please do just give a little context for kind of your your journey to how you got to be on the hot breath. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm honored to be here. I mean, I told you before, I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the podcast and 
and I would actually listen to to a lot of your um, episodes and your guest comics and and take the the very helpful tips that I still use today into joke writing and and being consistent. Um, I'm still learning every day to be better, but pretty much, yeah, I started doing stand up first before I did the videos um, because um, I took a stand up comedy class at University of Hawaii in college. They had a class and I just took it just just to get an easy A. And then for our final presentation um, of the semester, we had to perform 10 live minutes in front of an actual audience in this bar. And um, when I did it, the whole the whole football team showed up. I was on the football team, too. So the whole football team showed up and um, I, I crushed it. I killed it for 10 minutes. And then a comedy promoter saw me there and then he kept inviting me um, to come back again and again and i started opening for like comedians that would come down to hawaii and um doing small spots here and there i only this is like my first year in i only had maybe 10 15 20 minutes of material and i'm just constantly doing that and then um when i and i built an hour um i did my first headlining show at this venue called hawaiian brian's and that was like my the same month that i graduated college so at this time i was doing stand-up and football division one football and just um balancing the two things you know the two sports i call them boat sports because i sweat on stage a lot and then um <laughs> and then from there like I, I had this monthly spot i would do um on the east side of the island um every second friday of the month i would headline and they would have some local people coming here and there and i, I kept doing this until um until 2020 until the pandemic and then when march 2020 the pandemic hit real hard in hawaii um everything shut down you know so i had that monthly spot uh that closed that restaurant and that golf course is at a golf course it, it shut down and all these other small shows we would have like weekly comedy shows in hawaii that shut down too and i was just at home thinking like oh what am i gonna do now i mean this is what i, I always wanted to do do i just not do anything or do i try to figure out something so i put out this um this viral video of this toilet paper dealer like a drug dealer, drug dealer, toilet paper is a hot topic at the time. Uh -huh. And I, I put that video out and that day I put it out, it made it on the local news on TV. And, um, and it actually like, it actually made it to like the New Zealand news too. Like this viral hog or this company like bought the video from me because they were so invested in it. And I, I just sold it to them just because I didn't, I was like, I'm not making money any, anyhow. So I just sold it just for like 300 bucks or whatever. What? But yeah, they, they paid for that, that first video I put up, but I never sold any other videos. I, I It's better to just keep them, keep them now and, and get paid with the views now that I'm like monetized on YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, from there, I was like, okay, this is what, this is what the people of Hawaii want. They want these, these skits, you know? So I started putting out more and more skits and, and, kind of geared more towards the local audience um and it just kept going viral in the islands you know and my followers kept growing and growing and growing and then when we finally got the green light to do live shows again in hawaii um i had just put up two shows at the blue note this was like october of 2020 and as soon as i put it on sale it sold out within like 15 minutes mm -hmm. and this is the capacity it was like 200 people per show so the two shows sold out in 10 minutes and then so we added another two and, and another two and another two. And I ended up doing um 18 shows in a row at Blue Note. What? So, yeah. So, and then, so that's when me and my manager were like, oh, you can actually like do do the Blazedale now. Cause like all these people were just just coming out for that. And yeah, after I did the Blue Note, I mean, then we we put on the the we put on the Blazedale for sale. And um the first show is uh 2100 people at the, the Blazedale, the Blazedale Theater. And um, yeah, that sold out in an hour. And um, so we added a second show the week after that. And um, that one sold out in an hour too. Oh. And then we added a third show. And then that one didn't sell out the, the day of, but um, it eventually sold out as the weeks came closer to the show. So so we did three shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, in December 2021. And um, yeah, it was just happening so quick. And then like, big time comedians were, were noticing it. I mean, Joe, I talked to Joe Coy and he was, he gave me a shout out on social media, Bert Kreischer, um, Ronnie Ching to all these guys. I mean, they're, it's crazy that they're like my idols that I looked up to, you know, and then now just performing at some of the venues that they performed at, and it's all happening so quick. And it's all thanks to, to social media. Like you said, it's the new, that's the new marketing these days, you know, and 
we didn't do it any any promoter no no big promotion company just just me and my manager just put it up on social media and and it sold so and i'm still growing you know with, with comedy and and learning you know different strategies and how to you know maintain an audience for a full hour and all that so my plans coming up is i'm going to do some comedy in the mainland so where, where are you at right now where are you located uh, i'm in atlanta atlanta okay so I'm on the yeah east coast. i'm just doing mostly we, uh west coast so ah right now so i mean who hitting knows? all like who the knows, the though? strong what was that i mean who knows though you know maybe yeah maybe who knows yeah yeah well right out. now i'm just hitting all the the strong hawaiian population so vegas is huge um there's a, a lot of hawaii people there vegas um utah you know seattle portland you know some spots in in california and irvine and that's gonna san, be this francisco, year? san jose this year yeah so starting in, in april or the ending of march but we got some places booked already but once i have it all booked i'm gonna gonna announce some some dates so oh yeah yeah let's keep in touch on yeah. that because i've um i've been looking to make a trip out to vegas because um i've been contact do you know laugh after dark have you heard of that show they do in vegas it's called laugh after dark no no uh well they, they're now like producing like comedy specials and stuff but uh i've oh, been really? in contact with them about doing an interview so um maybe there's a way to parlay a double uh, a double dip in there yeah 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 you know? so we'll, we'll see what's goody there um it's it the hardest it's like all these other spots are easy to find like venues but vegas is is tough because there's so many so many spots so many clubs and you don't know which which one to pick and it's kind of expensive there too but that's definitely you know the one of the main spots i want to hit just because of the the hawaii population there and that's probably the most request requested spot I've, I've i've gotten so far is to come to vegas and perform so i'm excited for that and excited to get my feet wet in in the mainland we we call it the mainland us <laughs> local people here so <laughs> yeah that's crazy to think five years and you're doing an hour show and i, I saw in like your promo for the blaisdell like showing like that sellout and everything that it looked like you had a t-shirt cannon. Did you maybe have a yeah. friend? Like, did your openers come back on stage with you? Did you guys do something together? Like, yeah. So long, um, I'm just saying five years in, dude, to do an hour. Like, yeah. So that I, is I, a so, long time for people that don't understand comedy. Yeah. Like, that's no joke. I started doing an hour. Like my first time I did an hour was a, was a year in, <laughs> but I would say it wasn't as strong as how it is now, you know, sure. like just making it more tight and, and just, yeah, so I, yeah, that was a t-shirt cannon. So I, I was shooting out my, my merch at the end, some t-shirts just to make them excited. Yeah. And then um you, I think you saw uh my friend uh Josh Totofi. So he's actually a, a musician here in Hawaii and he's um really popular. So he was I had him uh, backstage and then he just sang one song at the end just as a surprise for the for the audience. But um yeah, you should check him out too. He he has a couple Grammy nominations and he's pretty pretty popular. Um, wow. But yeah, so that's why you probably saw that in the video. But yeah, five years. And I mean, just like I said, this is people don't really know that that's actually real young in the comedy years, you know, and people are still and I'm still learning as, as myself. I'm getting more comfortable with um with crowd work. I try to do that a lot too. just mm -hmm. seeing um Andrew Schultz and and all these guys, Russell Peters and, and how they do that. But um, but yeah, still learning everything and taking it all in like a like a sponge. So for, for social media, for the social media grind here, um, what and for people watching live, do comment with your questions. And I, I'm happy to get to your questions as well. But like how when you social media is so much about consistency. And I remember in yep. your early grind, like every time I opened social media, it felt like I was seeing you doing another skit. So it's how as me being a comedian, sometimes I'll go on a run for like a week or two. And I was like this is the time I do social media. And then like two mm -hmm. weeks later, I'm like, oh, I miss post here. I miss a post there. Like how, how are you able to keep up consistency? Even if maybe it's like, not like quote working. Mm -hmm. I, I would like try to give myself a, like a timeline. So back in my, when I first started pumping out lots of videos, I would try to post a video like every four or five days i would have something and these videos would be not just short 30 second videos it would actually be like you know two to three minute videos and um it, the hardest part is just editing you know so i mean like like charlie burns you said you know um like 
I give him props because every time I open up my feed too, he has a video every day, a new video, you know? So it's tough. I mean, the editing process is, is hard because you, you sit there for, for hours just trying to get the perfect cut. And, and even if you put the subtitles up, that, that, that's a headache too, but it's all worth it, you know? And I really enjoyed, you know, editing and, and the tech side of, <clears throat> of making videos and all that. So I guess I had a timeline. So every four or five days I'll put up a video and that would kind of, you know, force me to, to do that now i probably do it maybe like every once a week maybe you know i try to do once a week mm-hmm. i gotta post one soon but but it's tough but i like there's two sides of my comedy like my my skits and my my stand-up like my skits i i really don't write anything down for that i just have the idea in my head or the premise or the character i want to portray and then um i just get my friend or whoever i'm doing the video with and just have the camera rolling and and just improv right there and i just ah. cut and take the the best parts and just chop it up into like a two minute video and post that you know hey, so you do it all yourself though you do the editing and all yeah. that everything yeah everything myself wow even all my comedy flyers i edit them all and do all that all the press release all through me yeah comedians nowadays i mean you're like your own media company like we do we yeah, not only have to learn marketing stand up yeah but market ourselves credit yeah. on content, editing it, like all that plays into being, I think Giannis Pappas said that on this podcast was like, it's no longer enough just to be a stand-up. He's like, you have to be everything now. Yeah, I do everything. And then my, my manager, he's a great help too. And he just helps me book the venues and, and negotiate deals and does all the, the business side. But, but yeah, all the editing and the editing videos is, is, is where you put in the most time. I, I believe how do you come up with ideas for your videos? Do you like have like a brainstorming session where you think about a bunch of videos and then you record them all at once? Or are you more kind of shooting from the hip based on what you think of? Yeah, just whatever comes into my head first. I mean, before I would do like, like, like you said, a couple of videos in one, one session and then slowly, you know, post it. That's probably the best way to do it. And it shows that you're, you're pumping out videos weekly. But but now it's just like whenever I have an idea, I try to find the location that I can film it at um, and then bring my friends or whoever that I have in, to want to be in the video and and just do it right there. Um, it's tough. Like some like I did a video in Costco, like how um, how it is like shopping in Costco and and that one we just we just rushed it and just did it in, in the store <laughs> without asking for permission. Uh-huh. But um, like like people recognize me in Hawaii a lot. And so they were all okay with it. The workers were, were, were fine with it. And they're even asking to be in the video too. So, I mean, that's, that's because people ask, I like, go, oh, how do you get access to all these places? And I just, I honestly just, just do it. You know, sometimes <laughs> you might, <laughs> they might, might get in trouble, but I, I can't mention that right now. But um, <laughs> you got in trouble. Have you gotten in trouble? A few times. Yeah. But nothing, nothing major, just like, Oh, you can't, you can't film in here. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. But, but, um, but yeah, Hawaii is very supportive. It's a it's a great community. Um, I mean, we live on an island, so it's it's just us here. But whenever they see like a local boy, you know, succeeding and and doing well, they always want to support, and that's why what I love about this place, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good thing for like comics to find wherever they're from, or like mm-hmm. finding out. It's like you mentioned Charlie Barons earlier, who yeah. I, I had on here, and he's vi- he goes viral all the time being a yep. midwest comic so he like yeah. he found like a a specific audience to cater to and that seems to be the internet's infinite social media is infinite yep. so you've instead of trying to entertain everyone you've really got to yes. figure out like who is your audience and just yeah. just cater to that and it'll grow from there mm-hmm. that's what i was talking to my friend um sean felipe do you know who that is mm-hmm He's a Filipino comedian, but he's from Hawaii, but he's in he's in San Francisco right now just doing comedy. He does cruise ships for a living. So he does oh, comedy on there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the underground comedians, but he's re- real funny. But he, he's been doing it for a while, too. And he told me he realized um, that like Netflix or all the big time bookers and companies, they don't want to see the typical white or black comedian you know they want to see the unique they want to see the unique right. comedian i <laughs> no, picked like, a great time to be a comedian <laughs> straight white guys are over man white no but it makes sense stale. it makes sense what you said about about charlie and like um because yeah. i tell people that like like how i don't know how i'm gonna do it like in, in the mainland or the west coast but 
he told me like don't change a thing just still do your your hawaii style comedy your your fans you have a fan base they're gonna come to you no matter what and it's gonna it's gonna grow and and i believe that's what what joe coy did with his filipino community you know and it he grew and he's one of the, the top comedians right now and he, he has i think he made like i forget they had that ranking for like the top tours um of 2021 and he was he was like number five or something like including with all musicians and everything so oh he's, dang. He's, he's, yeah <clears throat> he's up there you know so i'm just gonna stay true to my my hawaii people and and branch out from there but what what would you recommend for a comic wanting to like start it's like for for like a comic like me who's like okay now's the time i'm hearing this interview i'm inspired <laughs> i'm gonna now take social media by storm like how would you just like on stage as a comedian you have to find your voice i think there's a yeah. voice on social media like what kind of tips do you have for finding your voice on social media i guess just finding your, your niche you know like what what works um i think in the beginning I, like tiktok was uh was big in, during uh, 2020 when it, when the pandemic first hit so I, I i was on tiktok too and i was doing what everybody tries to do just those cringy trends and, and all that and <laughs> yeah. and it didn't do well you know it didn't Mine do well never so, do either yeah. yeah and then i was like oh it's, it's not working i kind of like put that to the side and and then when i did um you know more like local hawaii things that you know only hawaii people would understand then it got a little spark and i was like oh okay and then so i kind of just geared it towards that that character kind of like charlie like he has that midwest character and then i just have that you know hawaii local boy character you know he's kind of kind of stupid just you know not afraid to do do anything but it's all similar like like desi banks does like the hood guys for, for the black community and and even like like for white people like rednecks they're all it's all similar you know it's it's all mm -hmm. it's it's very very similar and you just got to find what what works with you you know so um like I, I was there too i was trying i was throwing up whatever you know hits the fan or whatever and and I, I landed a spot with with my local niche and hawaii people is pretty much my my fan base so i say just keep trying whatever whatever works yeah, it hurts though and in those early stages like you said you're throwing stuff up it's like yeah. you're just like oh what do you mean my first video didn't go viral it's like mm -hmm. do that process of throwing stuff up like was there yeah. Was there something that kept you motivated or you just were just like, I mean, I'm doing this because I have no choice. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Probably um, like stand up, because I feel like the the difference with, with like us, like people who actually do stand up and like social media, because I know a lot of guys um, who just do social media videos and or they're trying to do that and they don't they don't do stand up. So, I mean, my, my main goal was like. I'm sure that's your goal too is just to make it as a stand-up comedian so mm -hmm. i was just doing these videos to help push my stand-up career and like I, I would i would have you know a small fan base before i went viral so, with social media like i had about maybe like four or five thousand followers on instagram um so like and i had that monthly show i had that i mentioned but nothing as compared to now and that's all from with social media so so stand-up was my motivation and it just kept me, you know, to keep pursuing and, and keep trying. And I was just thinking, okay, if this, these videos don't work, then I'm just going to just go harder and stand up, you know, but yeah. So it's like remembering, yeah, what you're yeah. doing it for. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm what are you doing it for? Yeah. Not doing it for like a, a quick hit, but I'm really doing it yeah. to pursue my dream. Yes. Being a comedian and yeah. this is part of it. Yeah. Cause some people are doing it to get, so they'll get popular and famous on social media, but I was doing it to get more people at my shows, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, just know your reason why you're doing it, I guess it would help with your motivation. Yeah, and I mean, a lot like you, and I don't think a lot of people that want to pursue comedy, and I'm actually, uh, David asked a good question here, but like this is leading to that, but it is like the grind of being a comedian. You know, for me, it was, you know, working a day job and then being out mm -hmm. till 1 a.m. doing shows and then being back at that day job the next day. For you, mm -hmm. you were doing football, then mm -hmm. school, and then yeah. doing comedy at night and just rinse and repeat that mm -hmm. cycle, you know? Yeah. So that that's, that's the grind of comedy. I don't think people really understand that it requires, you don't just wake up on Netflix. Like there's a lot of mm -hmm. sacrifice involved. Yeah, it is. And it's funny. Cause I just watched your, uh, your video you posted on, on YouTube about your saying that you had a, you had a show coming up in two days and, 
And it was, it was, nine it was did you film? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did that show happen? It did happen. My wife got sick that day. So oh. I had to find a guest host real quick, but we ended up, it's, it's a show at a brewery. So we ended up getting about 45 people in there and the capacity is like 60 that's, in there. So that's great. That's sold out. Up great. Yeah. Yeah. Nine tickets up, is considered sold out too with COVID restrictions. So, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I was super happy with it, but yeah, someone else asked me, they're like, did you have any footage of the show? And literally my wife got sick that day and I, I had to oh. stay home, you know, for mm -hmm. the, for the fam, you know, that's mm -hmm. part of, part of my parameters I set as a comedian and like pursuing this as a career is like, for me, family is still a very important factor of this journey. And I'm not, Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not someone. Yeah. I, every, every decision I make is also with my family in mind in terms of like, okay, how will this affect how long I'm away from my family? That's going to affect the pay. You know, like if yep. someone asked me for a gig on the road, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be traveling this much and we're going to be missing X, Y, and Z with my family. So it's going to be yeah. this price. And I always bake mm -hmm. that into any of my decisions now is like, Oh yeah. My family That's is a what big I'm part of it. Starting to realize too, like the more business side of of gigs, like as you do bigger shows and it's a whole nother whole nother level. Like putting on those Blaisdell shows and it's such a headache because it's because we didn't do it with a promoter. So we we paid for the expenses ourselves. And it's just like you gotta pay for the union dues, like um the lighting guy, the you know, the audio guy, security, ushers, police. There's so much that goes on into one big production. You know, so but it, it was all fun and it was a, a great process to see the behind the scenes of the, the business work. And and like yes. you said, social media is everything like bookers. They don't like I feel like today they don't really care if you're funny or not. They just want to see like how much followers you have, if you can put people in the seats mm -hmm. and then they'll they'll book you, you know. But if you if you do bad, then they probably won't book you again. But but everything is is social media these days. So did you have to with that Blaisdell show? Did you have to rent it? and then start selling tickets or did you yeah you so we we rented it yeah rented it so you had to put all that up front and then be like oh i hope i sell these yeah well the yeah the, the yeah pretty much yeah some <laughs> some of it was up front yeah but they usually take a cut from it at the at the end oh okay yeah. well, i guess there's different deals for different whatever you yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but you gotta get you gotta get approved like you can't just have anyone go up and rent it but like you gotta they gotta like you gotta have some credibility, you know. So when they seen like the 18 sold out shows at, at Blue Note, you know, and that added up to more than 2,100 people. So it made sense to put on a put on a show. But they they weren't open. Like Blaisdell wasn't open because of the pandemic, and they weren't doing that big of a show with that much people um, until like uh, like right around like the month before my show. They they gave the green light, so the tickets was on sale while it was still closed. So like hundred percent capacity. It was like, I, was, I put it on sale while it was closed. So it was almost like a gamble. Like, yeah. like, is it, are they even going to be allowed to have this much people in December? You know, like even um Gabriel Iglesias, he was supposed to perform last week here in Hawaii, but they made that new rule where you, they can't go anything more than a thousand people. So he had mm. to postpone his show. And I think he's coming back in September. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's what? crazy. COVID is nuts. Like, Oh, it's yeah. oh yeah. Ruining, ruining us big time. My my January was all canceled. Like I I like I have a fundraiser show at the end of this month. But like yeah, mm -hmm. it was. I was like, all right, twenty twenty two, here we go, baby. Yeah. Just like twenty twenty, I was gonna be a touring headliner, <laughs> and then that went away overnight. And then I was twenty twenty two. I was like, we're coming back. And then it was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing Maui next month at uh, the Castle Theater, um, which is a different island than Oahu, but uh yeah that one's that one's like sold out already too there's only single seats left but wow. they might postpone it if they don't allow you know mm -hmm. that much people but hopefully it's it, it's it still goes you know what was it? Tell, me some the, time. tell me the feeling uh, like i want to live vicariously through you because i've killed in front of 1500 people and that was mm. for like 15 minutes like for you to like 2100 people that came to see you like yeah. just that I can't, I mean, I'm sure you're still buzzing from it, but like, what was that experience? Like being five years in, you made this happen, you know, like this is your show, 2,100 people. Like, what was that feeling? It was a crazy feeling. I mean, um, when I first put the show on sale and seen, 
seeing the tickets disappear in front of my eyes on on Ticketmaster. Uh-huh. You can see the dots disappear. You know when you click the the whenever you <laughs> buy a show, and and like that that was surreal at that moment. You know, and my my parents and my family was was all tripping out on it. And the first night, uh, I remember Friday night, December tenth, and walking out on that stage and hearing the twenty one hundred people that all came for me. It was such a crazy experience, and I was just so thankful and blessed and. Um, I was telling my manager after the show, like it honestly felt like any other show that I've done for some reason. It didn't feel like because it was it's just so dark out there, too. Like if you look in the theater, I mean, I've done theater shows before, but same like you just opening. But just to have your own fans come to your show and purely just off of social media is, is a crazy experience. But then again, it's just it's just comedy and it's just another another show, you know. But it is on a bigger level. And I mean, I got some tips from other comedians of telling me how to pace myself more because it's a bigger venue and, you know, your, your sound travels slower. So, you know, you can't talk too fast and you got to let the laughs ride and look up a lot, too, because there's people in the balcony and uh-huh. and it's, it's different. Yeah. And then kind of pace yourself across the whole stage. I mean, there's little tips here and there that would make make it more better and, and more crisp. But. Yeah, it's such a crazy experience and I'll never forget it. And I'm just thankful for having it and thankful for the people of Hawaii for supporting me. Were were you like feel like you were like electrified? Like that high after a show, like we're oh, all yeah. we all chase it for like that's we love comedy because you get high from it. But I can't imagine yeah. you must have that was like pure. I was really yeah, I was really nervous before, but then after, you know, that first few laughs I got in the beginning, it, it went away and I just started to enjoy it. And then and then after that first show, I was like, okay, I want to do this again. Can't wait for tomorrow for the second show. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the third probably, show, you know? Yeah. You're probably floating. You probably, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah. So dope. It was fun. It was, it was great, you know? And we're planning to do the, the arena this year at the end of the year. So, but that also means I got to flip a whole new hour of material. <laughs> Just do crowd tough. Work. I don't know. I don't know how those like like Joe Coy them or the, the big time comics, they produce new hours of material like every year or two years because we know it takes multiple years to get a polished hour act, you know, yep. so and a lot of stage time, a lot of stage time. Yeah. But yeah, you got to think these guys are, are, are headlining like, you know, six shows a week. So they're probably writing new material on stage as they do it too. So, yeah. And you can weave it in, you know, if you're like yeah. going on tour, you know, you can always couch some newer stuff in or, you know, not necessarily do all new, but find moments to try something new. And then if it doesn't work, you go back to what works, you know, you can always kind of weave in newer material to test it out without really the yeah. show suffering for it. You know, that's what, that's what I did like at, at blue note or like when I had that monthly spot, I would, I would, um, yeah, kind of weave in the new material and just test it out right there. Because mm-hmm. like, then again, it's it's your, but yeah, it's your fans too. So they might laugh at no matter what you say, but um, but you are performing for your audience. But but yeah, it's good to just try out new material on stage. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, they're there to see you, so you you do get mm-hmm. some leeway there as well. Yeah, they're just like, oh my gosh, it's him yep. from the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but you still got to be funny though. Yes. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not easy. Yeah, I was not implying that. Like, oh, you got it easy now, man. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, let's see. Uh, David Araki mm-hmm. sounds like he's in Hawaii. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, but he asks, "What was your journey in comedy like starting in Hawaii? Do you have any tips for people starting out in Hawaii?" Oh, um, I took this, the comedy class at at um, my college, University of Hawaii. Um, I think that's like I don't, they don't have it anymore. I don't think they have any classes in Hawaii, but that that really helped me a lot. And I wasn't expecting to actually perform in the class. I thought it was just like learning about stand up comedy and the history about it. <laughs> they actually made you go to open mics throughout the semester and like have the the owner of the mic or the restaurant or whatever to sign off um a slip that you perform so that was a requirement of the class or else you would you would fail the class so i would say just get out and and find open mics you know um the hardest part is starting i know 
Joel probably agrees with that too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I get so much people come up to me and say, "No, oh, I want to do stand up. I want to. I want to. What, what do you want me to do?" And I said, "Just go to an open mic." And the first thing they say is, "Oh, I, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm, I'm scared, or I only have two minutes, or just the main thing is just get up there. Even if you don't have anything to say, I feel like the first time just riff or just." say something for two or three minutes and just get that get used to being on stage you know that that's the how to start it off yeah start yeah starting is the hardest part yeah i say that all the time and i guess for if david's looking for stage time in hawaii like is there like a facebook group or like a calendar somewhere of the shows or yeah there's a, a facebook um hawaii comedians or they have a bunch of hawaii comedians or um i think it's yeah, I think it's just Hawaii comedians on Facebook. Um, they have a bunch of, of weekly shows or you can um, hit up one of the comedy promoters on there. And um, there's actually, yeah, there's a show um, if, if you're ever in Hawaii, David, but um, I think every Wednesdays there's open mic. So tonight there's an open mic after their feature show at um, Anna O'Brien's, mm-hmm. which is in, in town. This Irish pub bar. <laughs> oh, I love it. If you're in Hawaii, David. So yeah, you can even come out tonight. Check it out. Three minutes. He yeah, may just be get like, on stage. Oh, let it mean tonight, tonight. I didn't mean- <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how how do you start in comedy? We get on stage. Let it mean, you know, comedy comedy. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical. Come right now. I'll sign I'll sign you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you told me there's a few Hawaiian comics that like this show. So you know, you never know who's listening right now. Mm-hmm. And this show's a great resource, too, if you're, like, wanting to start out in comedy. You know, we have a lot of episodes about, you know, how to write jokes and YouTube videos about that. So, I mean, if you just go on YouTube and search a question, chances are, like, we've, from Hot Breath, have made a video about it uh, or a podcast mm-hmm. about it. So, yeah, tap yep. into the Hot Breathiverse here, too. Um, Jordan asking, when are you? Well, he didn't say, when are you? I think he said it with a little little attitude. He goes... When you coming to Cali? Okay. I'm actually, I'm doing a show in, in Irvine, um, April 2nd at, uh, Irvine Barclay theater. So, um, Oh, theaters. Oh, we, oh like that, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, like small that, venues, like, small, small theaters. Little you know? flex, but when you ever say hundred. theater though, it's like, you know, that's, yeah, yeah you gotta say the theater in it. Yeah. <laughs> How much does it hold up? Uh, 20, 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the parking yeah, so lot of the in, theater, but it's still the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's at the theater, but it's in the, you know, the, the ticket box office. Just <laughs> oh, so April but, yeah, 2nd. Uh, April 2nd, yeah. Um, it's going to go on sale in, hopefully in February, but we already got that spot booked. So, um, yeah, all the guys out there, all the local people, you guys can come make it to that. Yeah, and, and, and anyone that listens to this podcast, if you see that Tamu is going to be in your area, pull up and let them know the hot breath of verses out here supporting. <laughs> um, we have Ben Webb here. He asks, uh, what is one thing you have learned doing comedy that you have carried over and applied to your own life? Mm. I would say um, never giving up. You know, I mean, there was a few times where I bombed in the beginning of my career and I really questioned myself like, oh, is this is this for me? You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you you had that too. all us all us comics for sure has those big bomb stories. Yep. Um, But yeah, I would say never giving up. But I would I kind of flip it because coming from an athlete background um, and just learning about consistency and, and integrity and all that, it, I use that to help with my comedy. So I like, I take my, my sports background and the way I would, you know, train for football constantly. And I kind of use it in, in, in comedy and, you know, using my effort and being consistent, trying to write every day, you know, I mean, I'm still struggling with that. I'm sure a lot of comics are, but yeah, you still do the right 10 club every day. Yeah. I don't go live every day. Okay. Uh, I remember I, I tuned in a few times, but it's always like four in the morning over here because of the time difference oh wow yeah every day dude i did that for over 400 days in a row wow i was live every day five hours of material dude (laughs) it was so much like well i mean they're not all great they weren't all great (laughs) i think 
I, I ended up crying on one of them. I had like a mental breakdown. I was like, all right, I need to, I need to reassess what I'm doing here. I was like, just drained. But uh, yeah, I used to do that every day, but we still do it in the Facebook group. Um, I'll go okay. live every Wednesday and do a mm -hmm. live stream. But uh, every day we post a new word in there as like a writing prompt to get the juices flowing. Yeah, that's that's a great, you know, you know, group that you got there to write 10 club. And I appreciate it really it really helps with, with the creativity and gets you writing like you maybe you're probably not going to use that joke in your set, but at least you have your pen in your hand and you're gonna be like, oh, I'm going to start writing now and do exactly my own stuff. And that's what I yeah. use it for. Yeah, like I don't the vast majority of jokes I've written doing that write 10 exercise, which if if you're listening and you haven't heard of this, it's like you get a random word and then 10 minutes to write a joke using that word. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just a good exercise. Yep. It's a good warm up exercise before you actually maybe start getting into your material, you know. So it's yeah. if you're looking for you want to write every day. A great way to do that is just join our Facebook group and then look at the word, write a joke with it. And then that kind of, you're like, oh, okay. I, mm -hmm. I started writing and I can build on that momentum. You know, it's just a mm -hmm. way to like write without like thinking or really having to yep. like beat or yourself have you up ever, have you ever done those? Some clubs do it. We do it here in Hawaii where it's like, um, like improv on the stand up on the spot. We call it stand up on the spot where, they would have a they put up a random word behind you and you got to come up with a bit on stage in front of a live audience. Oh, you know, I yeah. A few, few of those and they're fun. They're scary. You know, yeah. you don't know. You don't have anything. You just see the word. OK, I'm going to try to come up with something. But that's also like that can also spark some creativity or or motivation to, to mm -hmm. write something. But that really puts you into like the, the fight or flight mode and on stage. And what are you going to do to to win this audience, you know, without no material. And, and a big thing as well is like, uh, accountability or some sort of like, you know, the, our Facebook group is now almost 5,000 comedians, uh, mm -hmm. around the world, not only doing the right 10 club, but motivating each other, answering each other's questions, really just supporting each other. So it's like, anytime a comic is feeling unmotivated, like, you know, jumping into that group and connecting with someone mm -hmm. and people make a lot of friends in there. And that, it can be difficult because like we want to write every day, but when mm -hmm. it's just you, then it's some days you may not feel like it. And if you miss one day, it turns into a month yeah. very quickly, you know, but mm -hmm. you, you with the sports background, you know, I mean, you know, I play D three football. So, you know, I know what it's like to oh, play. You did? Would you play receiver? I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be like two forty. I was a DN. Oh, really? Oh, he's DN. Ooh. Wow. Don't make me come off the edge with a little dip. <laughs> Don't make me do a little dip and rip on you. <laughs> How no, tall was, are you? I was slow. I was six. I'm six four. Oh wow! Shoot. <laughs> You're same size as, as my dad. Well, I'm I'm five five nine. I'm still waiting for my growth spurt. <laughs> How old Close are you? Come twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> but your your dad played in the NFL, right? And your uncle? Yeah, yeah. They both played. So I mean, they're both well known in Hawaii too. So. I mean, I had that, you know, that expect expectations of just being in the NFL or or following in their footsteps. And um, I did. I mean, my dad played at, at UH, University of Hawaii, and I wanted to to, to follow in his footsteps. And I, I've gone there. I never play as much as I I wanted to play, but um, I still was on special teams and I still traveled with the team. So that was good memories and just being around with the boys and traveling every other week. You know, good yeah. to get out of Hawaii. and that's actually where I found comedy. So I could have easily went to a D3 school, I feel like, and play a lot more in the mainland. But um, I decided to stay home. I walked on. Um, I ended up getting a scholarship my junior year. Ooh, nice. um, so that was great. Yeah. And I just was doing that and, and comedy, you know. Oh, yeah. Jordan says uh, Bose represent. Oh, he, yeah. I guess. He's, he's a fellow alumni i don't know he says bows do you say bows for short or did he just yeah so they're known as the rainbow warriors yeah but do you say bows is so you, yeah, so bows. Like go yeah bows. like go bows. is that like yeah the... go bows yeah Ooh, that's go the bows. Nice. go bows <laughs> oh dude um mel girl here said we went to the blaisdell show and it was awesome oh right on yeah thank you yeah and she yeah. asked uh, winner. Oh gosh, I don't want to. I feel like a colonizer trying to say words 
I just, I <laughs> is look there a way like, I can see the comments too or no? Um, these are, they're on YouTube. So oh, YouTube. Yeah. They're yeah. on our YouTube channel. So if you like pull it up on YouTube, you can see comments. Hmm. Um, but, uh, kind of yes, when are you, <laughs> when are you gonna Hanau Hanahu on Oahu? When are you going to try to spell the word? <laughs> H-A-N-A-H-O-U. Oh, Hanaho. So Hanaho means like, you know, that's like, it's similar to encore that they yell out in the crowd. Ah, so okay. Say, Hanaho, Hanaho, that means they want you to come again, you know. So oh. say, when I'm going to come back on Oahu. So yeah, so I'm going to actually come back to the Blaisdell, um, uh, aiming in November. So November time, I'm going to be back. Um after the 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 tour so wow i will announce the the date soon but yeah just keep the month of november open that's very nice look you got fans in here this is so cool yeah and um oh jordan said um his mom is an alum from pearl city okay right on i don't know where any of that is um i'm not sure but <laughs> it's all cities in in hawaii <laughs> so what do you what do you think like how with where you're at in your career now it's like i don't know you like build on social media and you then you like sell to blaisdell three times and now you're looking for the mainland like how how far down the road are you looking now it's almost like at a point now it's like a chameleon looking on it's like oh man he made it he did it he built a following and he's selling out venues now it's like so how far down the line are you looking what are you what are you aspiring to like to do with what you've built here um well part of the reason why i wanted to get into comedy was to be an actor i always wanted to to act and that's why i i minored in theater at at uh2 university of hawaii um and i felt like comedy is the quickest way to acting if you look at the one of the big time a few of the big time actors they all started off in comedy you know adam sandler um even tom hanks a lot of people don't know that but he started off as a stand-up comedian yeah wow you know, so all these guys um and i actually did i actually i got a speaking role on ncis hawaii um oh yeah the photographer photographer yeah and it that. all started as the one of the writers were fans of me and followed me on on social media and then they reached out to me and said oh we have a we have a role for you if you want to audition for it so <laughs> hoping to do more acting roles um and just continue to to tour and and do bigger bigger venues in the mainland and and just spread out my 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 fans and 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 my followers and just grow you know i'm just taking it one one step one year at a time wow interesting okay okay so you're building an empire here okay i, I, see, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> and i think i think that's a big thing you said um just for ben asking something you learned in comedy that you cared over and applied to your life. I think, I think for me, the big thing was like resilience and it's like, well, if, if I can bomb, then mm -hmm. I can handle sitting in this traffic jam or something like it, it really adds a yep. lot of context to just like, just like what is a dire is situation, true. what you're just being dramatic yeah. about. Like, I think it, mm -hmm. it, I think, I feel like anyone, everyone should try stand up. Anyone who's ever thought about it should at least, scratch that itch and get on stage at least once just to know because it really it's like just your survival instincts kick in like yes. it's just you up there and your words and you've got yeah. to entertain strangers you know that you learn a lot about yourself just through that process mm -hmm. that's the second greatest fear in the world i mean after death right mm -hmm. is uh or is it first public speaking i don't I, i've heard it's up there i've heard yeah, it's, it's up, up there. there yeah yeah so it's it's worth it's worth trying out for anyone. And David said I'm in Hawaii and will be out tonight. It'll be my fourth time up. Oh, he's he's gonna go up. Oh, right he's on. Gonna do it. All right <laughs> then. So what what would you say as we uh, as we start to land this plane here? Like, what what kind of advice would you have just for the comedians in general? Because honestly, like, you're the new blueprint. It's no longer. Like Burt Kreischer, like you said, he reached out to you when you sold out to Blaisdell. He he's in that old school of like 
grind it out on the road for 20 years, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll make it type deal. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for him. Thanks to social yeah. media, though. He went viral on Facebook, the machine story. Yeah. So, yep. but the new wave is, it's what you're doing five years in and boom, you're selling out three times. Selling <laughs> out. It's just incredible, dude. So like for a comedian starting out here and they see that social media is the way, like what, what kind of it, advice that maybe you've had to learn the hard way a few things that maybe you could bestow upon comedians here just just never quit never give up there's there's many comedians that i know that stopped trying because they didn't go viral or um they didn't they didn't find their voice or they never get their big break just keep trying i feel like now is the fastest and easiest way to go viral is through tiktok honestly um so much people gain followers on TikTok, and because they the algorithm is that they they send it out to you know not just your followers but everyone. It's just I don't know the like the exact. It might even be fake because it's a Chinese company, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. I'm still halfway scared, but I'm on there, so it's like too late. Yeah. I'm like I don't want to do it, but it's like, dude, you're on there. It's like it's too late. <laughs> they got you. No, yeah, TikTok is is awesome. I mean, that's probably the quickest way. But my best advice would be don't give up and stay consistent on social media. Um, be true to your fans, interact with them more. I got a lot of advice from you know who Vegas Dave is. No, uh, uh-uh. yeah, he's a um, he's a sports better guy. But you can check him out on on Instagram. But yeah, he's telling me you know some tips on social media and just to be interactive with your fans, train them and know like just like how you have a consistent thing of going live every wednesday you know that's i gotta try to do something like that to have a a schedule that would would train my followers to be like okay i gotta tune in to to you know the hot breath at that wednesday you know so be consistent find a find a um a schedule that fits for you um back when i was pumping out videos i would try to do one Every four days at the most, twice a week, you know, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how those guys do it, like Charlie Barons and post out every every day. That's a lot of, I think they, they film it all one time and then yeah. does it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only way I can think of doing that. But yeah, you can just be consistent and, and just keep trying. Don't give up. Um, I would say don't overuse yourself, though. I mean, it's okay to say no sometimes for people or people requesting some things. You know, you don't want to make them tired of you you know don't over post don't like post like four times a day because then it's it's just like what are you, what are you doing you know so, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah like be consistent and like there's a few times where i would have a video and i would be like oh this is not funny i'm not gonna post it like i wasted all this time editing it and not posting it but wow. i would say just post it like you know you're not gonna have your best video every single time just like i i know you mentioned it like the the joke ratio if you write 20 jokes only two of them is going to be really funny right. you know so not every video is going to go viral so just keep pumping them out but don't put out too much you know but if you don't think it's funny it might be funny to other people so just just put whatever you can and just don't give up yeah it's kind of like you hear a lot of like famous musicians say the song that blew up was the song they weren't even going to release they were just like yeah so like i made this video on on youtube this halloween video with my friend Um, it has 11 million views or something 11 million views yeah (laughs) and that was the least video i've ever thought i didn't even post it on on instagram or facebook because I was like, this is not funny for Instagram. Like my fans are not going to laugh at this. But so I just put it up on YouTube and um, it, it blew up 11 million views. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. But I'm guessing it's, it has to do with the Dallas Cowboys because I did a joke about Dallas oh, Cowboys. On there. Interesting. So it was a lot of like the sports fans kind of saw that and mm. and was doing that because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, so I was kind of ragging on them. But this is our year. Every year is our year, but this year is our year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I did see that one had 11 million. And that's mm-hmm. that's funny that, yeah, you didn't even expect it to. Didn't expect it. And I wasn't even trying to, like, you know, make it universal so that everyone would understand this video. Like, I still was doing my same Hawaii-style pigeon, you know, accent and all that. Yeah. And it still blew up. And, um, and you made it and with it's a crazy because I wasn't monetized by then. If I was monetized on YouTube, 
Oh, because you didn't have enough subscribers. I didn't have enough subscribers back back then. Yeah. But then that video kind of like gained me a lot of subscribers. Yeah. So now I'm monetized and I still got to learn how to use YouTube better. You know, I I got to I just post the same video on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter and YouTube. Um, But I got to make videos like more specific to each platform. I think that's what I got to work on now because no sense posting the same video on every platform. Well, yeah, learn from the people that are, you know, Charlie Barron's is a great example of um, someone who's been able to go across multiple platforms and really Mm -hmm. like build up Desi Banks, another one, you know, so you he's 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 I'm impressed with him because he hasn't been doing stand up for a while either. Yeah, he's like he's. I think he has over a million followers, almost two million, I guess. But like everywhere, everyone knows him, and a lot of um, big time celebrities are like shouting him out and all that, and that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think when I interviewed him, he had maybe been doing stand up like two years at that point. Um, yeah, so he's and a, he's headlining already too. And yeah, touring. he's headlining. He's he's selling like out where he yeah. goes. <laughs> you know, like yeah, he he's killing it. He's yeah, he's definitely of that social media generation. Of like he blew up and is now like figuring out stand up, but mm-hmm. but he was on Vine first, right? That's yeah, he was he on Vine had... first, and then yeah. blew up there doing like a similar character to what he's doing now. Yeah. But what's so funny is like he's actually a very thoughtful, soft spoken person, and half yeah. the comments on his interview on our YouTube is like either he's he's doing his white voice for the white man or like oh man i didn't know he talks like a square like or he's doing a fake voice like all of his followers think he actually talks like his yeah. character on social media it's really right, funny right. to see it in real time he I, has good strategies like if you really watch what he does on instagram Every video he posts, he goes live right before he posts it. Yep. And he's like, comment, um, post, and tag. He like, yeah, comment, post, tag. Engagement? And he shows himself commenting to all of them. So, yep. I mean, that makes you want to be like, oh, I, I want to say something. He's going to reply to me. I want to say something, you know? So that just builds the whole algorithm. And also, because when you go live on Instagram, that that story thing, it stays in the front yep. no matter what. It mm-hmm. doesn't go. So you're going to see that the whole time while you're on your phone. So, oh, he has a new video. I got to check it out. So he's very, very smart the way he, he advertises himself. And he um, does it. Um, He does it also where he'll make a post that says new vid. And it's like a screenshot vid, yeah, yeah. of. So these are all things yep. we can learn from, you know. And yeah, yeah. Put I'd have to put my ego aside and be like, all right, I'm going to go live. And then it's like four people, two of them are my parents. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, go comment, like and tag everyone you know, <laughs> or whatever. He's like scrolling through thousands of people. I'd be like, thousands of people. Yeah. Go yeah. Get it, y'all. <laughs> but that's part of the hustle. It's part of the grind to build up, but it's cool to, and it's good to observe what is working for people. You know, like yep. you mentioned country Wayne earlier, country Wayne, a lot of his stuff is serialized. So it's like a character that you're following yeah. through a couple like Him episodes. Too. Like, I don't know how he does it. He posts like, five minute videos every day <laughs> well a lot of those people now i haven't had country wayne on yet but i mean a lot of them now yeah, run mom. like a studio i mean they have like yeah they have like writers and they have like yep. a, a production schedule where it's like on this day we're recording five skits and then we're going to release yeah. them in this sequence like it's a well-oiled machine but you know it's a machine just like andrew schultz too he has his own studio and yep and everything he he came a long way too and same thing with social media i know you had him on here earlier yeah yeah we're gonna have to get him back now that he that was a very one of my favorite episodes you did you know because oh, he was thanks. yeah he had some good tips and because i kind of used his strategy too with like my crowd work i would post stand-up videos with but just crowd work so you're saving material mm-hmm. but you're still getting you know your point across and um the local people love it because my show's they know that I film every show. I have three different camera angles and one of my friends is on a gimbal. So I, I film all the, the interactions with the crowd work and, and they notice that. So they're very talkative at my shows too. And they want to be part of the show and in the camera when I post it, you know? So, oh, that's awesome. Like yeah, I would get comments. They're like, Oh, where's, where's, um, brought a bill like that one interaction can you post that one and i was like yeah i got it I, i'm gonna edit it soon you know so <clears throat> they would remember what would happen at the shows and they want me to 
posts about it. So he, de- I mean, some of his most popular videos are just the crowd work stuff. It's all crowd work. Yeah. So that's, you know, that, that's another way to like fill time as a stand up is doing oh, yeah. crowd work and the people love it. You know, like the I seen him live at, at Blue Note and he had like 20 minutes of Hawaii material and it's like material where you're like, how does this guy know this? He's not even from here. This is like really, really local jokes you can check it out on um on his youtube he posted the whole 20 minutes of i think it's like hawaii got these jokes of him performing in hawaii wow and does material, check that is, out which which i in my opinion would would gain your fan base a lot in hawaii and that's what joe koi did too he has a lot of hawaii material which which is why he's like a, a god here in hawaii you know because mm-hmm. they think he's he's one of us you know and we're also like how does he notice he's not even from here you know <laughs> Even Gabriel too. Gabriel Iglesias has a lot of Hawaii jokes. Really? Um, yeah. Hmm. I think that's that's my advice. If you ever come to Hawaii, just have like maybe ten minutes of Hawaii material, and, and um, I can I can give you some tips of what to say or what what the lingo around here. I, f- I feel if like you do I would look lo- like I'm coming to build a resort or something. That's what I would yeah. like. I'm coming into. <laughs> it's like you're building yeah. turn into a resort here, right? So, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like all like the real experienced comics do when they tour is they do they open up with some some local jokes no matter where they're at yep. and win the audience over right exactly. off the beginning. Yeah. Um that's that's I feel like Andrew Schultz does that a lot because I watch a lot of his his crowd work stuff and it's a lot of them is about what city he's in too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's a that's a great tip to use as a as a road comic. Well, as we uh, as we land this plane here, please promote where the uh, hot breathverse can follow you or contact you if they heard this episode and they're like oh this was amazing i want to reach out and ask a question or just show gratitude for coming on the show you can um you can follow me on instagram at uh tumua underscore t-u-m-u-a underscore um and then i did underscore because someone has tumua already i don't know who it is but- yeah <laughs> yeah so this is the underscore no. or you can go on my website my website at tumulacomedy.com um i post everything on social media where i'm gonna be performing at my videos my skits um youtube you can catch me at tumula tweene and facebook tumula tweene as well so well tumula thank you so much for being on here my friend it's so cool to connect with you through a dm of you asking me a podcasting question to now <laughs> you're on the podcast sharing your story and hopefully inspiring other people to like, you know, start taking their career into their own hands. You've done it. My, you're just getting started. I don't want, I don't want to come off as if I'm saying you did it, man. It's all cruise (laughs) control from here. Like you're still just getting started, but just to be able to recognize how far you've come in such a short amount of time, but also recognize the amount of work that you put in to do it Mm. as well. So Thank you for the inspiration and thank you for sharing your time with us. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Hot breath verse and hey. hot brethren's and sisterins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Uh, I'm a, I was, I was a fan, you know, so I still am a fan and um, yeah. Let me know if you ever come to Hawaii, we can hook something up or if I'm ever up near Atlanta or, for or sure. not, but absolutely. Yeah. We'll go for Appreciate it. it. Hot breath verse. Go reach out to Tamua, check out his content, but do reach out to him and let him know you heard him on the show and that you loved what he said. And we'll be back next week with another hot breath. <sighs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can do it. Can you do it? You know it? I remember the other one you did, the hot breath. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do that or no? <laughs> yeah, I do it at the end now. At the end? Oh, yeah. I, I do it at it the, in the end. Beginning. I do yeah. it for the people that listen to the outro. I'll 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 end mm. the episode. You gotta but... stay after the credits, like a Marvel movie. Exactly. I used to do it at the beginning, yeah. and then um, my wife got in my head and said it was cringy. <laughs> so now I only do it no, at the that's, end. That's your that's your that's your signature. You gotta keep that. I should do it. Again. <laughs> I should bring it back to the beginning. Good. Bring it back, like how you brought back the dab. Hey. <laughs> I legit thought that was gonna be my social media trip i was like i'm just gonna dab on social media and i'm gonna bring it back like backpack kid i'm mm-hmm. gonna be the dab guy and then i did mm-hmm. it for like a week and was like oh well, it didn't go viral so never mind <laughs> that's okay just keep trying just try something else yeah <laughs> i don't know though the dab i mean it sticks people that saw it remember it so maybe i should i yeah i remembered it i mean 
I think what you're doing is great because I'm like all the way in Hawaii and I heard about your podcast, you know, so you're, you're reaching people and, and like the com- the comedy community here. We know about your podcast, too. So we talk about it and we use it for, for tips and all that, too. So um, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, this is this is huge. I mean, I'm a really big fan of the, the podcast and it's an honor to be on here. So wow. thank you again. Wow. Thank you, man. It's cool to see the tips in action. It's like you learn and applied and now you're on the show. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) This is just the beginning, my friend. We'll definitely be doing some shows together for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Hot Breath of Earth. Go reach out to Tamua. Let him know you enjoyed hearing him on Hot Breath Podcast and take his tips and put them into action. I would love to hear what you've learned from this episode. Reach out to me on social media, just like Tamua did when we met a few years ago. Reach out to me on social media. Let me know your favorite part about this episode, and let's start building this community all the way from Hawaii to the mainland to around the world. Let's expand the Hot Breath of Verse this year and make us no longer comedy's best-kept secret, but comedy's best educational resource. Speaking of which, we do have classes and workshops available. If you're looking to learn more in-depth comedy tips, those are all linked in the description of this episode. But until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.